Hello and welcome back, guys. Uh, today we are continuing our research on the effect of stricter gun regulations and gun control. Um, looking at another article here by Steve Bias called Presumed Dangerous No Guns. Um, this is posted in the, I believe it looks like a New American Journal. Uh, it was posted October 7th of 2019. Um, this article, uh, I'm really looking at the abuse of authority when it comes to restricting guns, when it comes to uh, taking guns and, and ways that, and laws that are just um, possibly just unconstitutional uh, in this aspect. So we're looking at what is uh, what people are calling red flag laws. Um, and this is kind of a, it's a two-sided sword here. It's a double-edged sword. In one, in one aspect, of it, they're meant to, um, to prevent and to confiscate firearms from citizens who have been found guilty of a crime. Um, but this also isn't people who have been charged with a crime, but not yet convicted. Um, and, and it sounds good on the cover, but it appears that, um, these laws are being taken too far. Um, in the article here, uh, it, it cites this, a woman in California, um, when she was younger, she admitted herself into a mental health institute for depression, uh, and there was a nurse somewhere that put in the paperwork that she was brought there against her will, uh, and that forced her to stay there for so many days or so many months, uh, after seeing a psychologist, uh, the doctor uh, said that she did not need to be there, that he noted that she was not there against her will. He released her early. Um, however, because of this information, years later, when they passed this red flag law, um, there was a um, there was a mark put in there where she was thought to be mentally ill and unstable. Um, and so a judge actually issued a um, issued a let's see what they call it here. Um, See, they, well, I mean, they issued a, um, not a warrant necessarily, they did not have a warrant, but in order for the police to show up and they confiscated all of her and her husband's weapons because he lived in the house with her solely on the fact that somebody put that she was unwillingly admitted into a mental institute, which was not necessarily true. Um, it also shows that these laws, uh, permit, uh, if there is an, uh, a report uh, if somebody that is a family member of yours or uh, that knows you reports that they believe that you are capable and willing and may even, uh, and they believe that you will hurt yourself or others, um, a judge can put an order, not a warrant, but an order for the police to search your home and confiscate your weapons as well as the weapons of anybody who lives with you. And, um, this seems to be a violation of the Second Amendment. It seems to be a violation of um, of search without a warrant. Um, there's no real probable cause for any of this. Um, it's really just somebody doesn't. Somebody could potentially just not like you and make a false allegation report in the court, and you lose all of your um, you lose your handguns and your other weapons and uh, means of self defense. Um, more research, I feel like, on my end needs to be done to see exactly where these laws are. It's mid-states, California, uh, Washington, stuff like that. 
Um, so a little more research may need to be done, but um, it says even here that more than 11,000 guns in California were confiscated under this program as of October of 2019. So, um, and it speaks of Senator Chuck Schumer, who is uh, open about the fact that these laws are merely one step in order to confiscating firearms. Um, that they are they are trying to confiscate all firearms, and that almost seems like a tyrannical form of government, um, because a citizenship without firearms or without means of protection cannot have much say in government matters. Um, so we are definitely going to continue this research and the benefits of stricter gun regulations, as well as the fallbacks and the abuse of such regulations. Um, next time on the Dalton Dilemma.